This podcast is produced by Unedited. Hello, dreamers, and welcome to the Dreamers Disease podcast with myself, Alex Manzi. And we're currently taking a really short intermission from the kind of normal proceedings and interviews. So if you do want to go and check some of them out, obviously you can flick back to previous episodes. Please do that if you'd rather listen to that. And when they say welcome to Japan, that would be Nihon e Yokoso. Right now, uh, I'm in a hostel in Japan, and this is part three of my travel diary. And I'm joined by Adam and Tamir. Hello, guys. Konnichiwa. How's it going? This Japanese is coming on strong. Arigato. <laughs> and yeah, we're basically just going to update you on what we've been up to in the past week since the last episode. So we're currently, well, we're, we're not anymore, but we did arrive in Osaka. That was our, our next destination. And on the way beforehand, we were talking about a last minute trip that we booked, which we'll talk about in a minute. But yeah, we checked into our hostel, which was pretty cool. It's called the PAX. And how and would you slide? Describe? It had a slide in it, yeah. There was a slide in the main reception area. It's probably our, it's up there with the top hostels we've stayed in so far. Yeah, I think it was my favourite. Yeah. Definitely. And I think, oh, it was cool because it was, it was actually the downstairs area. It was like a record store, wasn't it? It had all like vinyl records on record sale. Record store, coffee shop, so laid back. Yeah. Staff all really nice. Yeah. Oh, Hero. Hero. We've got, we've got a big up Hero. The, the guy at the check-in desk. Hero. What, what did he... I can't remember what he first said when we checked in, but he's just he's just typically Japanese and just had this dead, dead comedy, deadpan humor. Deadpan yeah. humor. I think my favorite story was he he dropped a couple of lines on us, but the favorite thing he said was he said to the Mexican guy like two days after we were there, he said something like, "Oh, are you missing Mexican food?" Yeah, and the guy, you go, the Mexican guy goes, "No, not really. I like Japanese food." And here he goes. Oh yeah, and also we we sell avocados here, <laughs> but so you can't you can't miss it that much. <laughs> he said it so straight faced, it was amazing. Um, but yeah, Hero is a bit of a legend, and so is French Alex, who yeah. who looked after us pretty much in she, the evenings. She let us check out very late. On yeah, last day. she was in a lot of the night shifts. Yeah, I mean that's when she was sober. Yeah, when she was sober, when she wasn't partying with us or drinking with us, but she was a legend. So yeah, we basically arrived, and then the second day we kind of had a day to explore what Osaka had to offer because we'd heard a lot about obviously the food culture and the party scene in uh, Osaka. Um, but we went and did the cultural stuff as well first. So we went to check out the, the what was it called? The Buddha with the moss on it. I can't remember what it was called I now. I can't remember the name of it, but ev- basically everybody goes and splashes water over this Buddha. So it's, got, it's grown loads of moss over it. And it's interesting to go and see people pray and pay respects. Yeah. We didn't really know what was going on, but it was no. pretty cool to see. But we did have a bit of uh, a laugh with the, uh, the old ladies. Do you remember the old lady who... She was saying, oh, where are you from? She was Japanese. And I was like, oh, we're from London. She said, oh, very good. How long are you in Japan for? Then I said to her, oh, what about you guys? Are you on holiday? And she said, oh, no, we're all pensioners. Every day's a holiday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just overall, anyway, I think we've been really well received. Yeah. Like, the moment they hear that we're from London, yeah, they really want to get involved and talk yeah. to us. Even of all ages, of all mm. ages as Even well. Even if they can't speak English that well, they'll still try it. So it's really... But I think, again, it comes down to the Japanese culture of just being overly polite. And I love that, that, that politeness is a big part of their culture. We went to the fish market and that was quite cool because it was like a really long, narrow market. You just keep walking for ages, basically. And there's like loads of stalls either side. It was never ending. It was literally never ending. And we were in search of a particular dish, weren't we? A takoyaki. Takoyaki, which is... It's basically like a little a little pancake ball which is filled with like melted hot cheese and octopus. And it's... Takes a while you have to let it cool down, otherwise you bite into it and burn your mouth. 
It's like, lots, it, lots of warnings about that. Yeah, it's like back in the day when you used to bite into an apple pie from McDonald's and it'd be like molten <laughs> lava. And so it's a bit like that, wasn't it? Yeah, I've, we'd had a lot of recommendations to try. I wasn't a huge fan myself, but that's mostly because I don't like octopus. <laughs> I think you guys preferred it more than I did. Yeah, I liked it. I don't think I would rush back to get it, though. It wasn't like... It, it's definitely not in my top five things that we've eaten. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where you try it once. If you like it, you might have it some more, but... Kind yeah. of happy that we tried it basically yeah and we also was the the white strawberries we so we heard a lot about strawberries are a bit of a delicacy in japan for i don't know what the reason is but they sell them for quite an expensive price and they've got these really massive red ones that you can buy which are really expensive like i think like four pound for one wasn't it yeah and then they've also got white ones which is basically a strawberry with no color yeah um, sugar free sugar free yeah <laughs> yeah minus strawberry flavor um, and then they've got mixed ones and basically they were too expensive for us to buy so we bought a little pot of mixed red and white ones yeah the cheap 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 stuff the cheap options that's probably why it wasn't that great yeah so we, what we, how did you feel about the white strawberries well we were a bit underwhelmed weren't we and yeah. when we say cheap by the way it was still about six pounds for a little packet yeah of I think it was like six eight, six, eight or six or eight yeah. yeah I mean we tried it and I think, from what we can see, I think the more colour, the more taste, right? Yeah, yeah the, I mean, fair. I agree. I think I think the statement that I was, uh, sh- well, not shouting, but I was saying was that white strawberries are officially overrated. Because it, for me, it just, it was like, it was like someone had sucked all of the fun out of the strawberry. And, and it was just flavour. Yeah, it was just like a watery strawberry. It was, it's like a calypso, yeah. which you suck for a long time and yeah, it loses and its colour. Or when you get to the bottom of a slush puppy exactly yeah that's what it was like bring back slush puppies by the <laughs> way um but yeah so that was so we we went sort of to the market to kind of sample both of those local delicacies and they were both a little bit underwhelming but they were still nice it's yeah. just i think the expectation we they didn't quite live up to we ticked them off our to-do list exactly that's the important thing and then we ate dinner in a local I d- i'm not sure what they're called those restaurants but it's like a dip i was calling it the dip and dash, <laughs> dip and dash i have no idea what it, oh this was mystery another, meat restaurant this was another thing that hero told us he was like you go to these so it's, it's known in Osaka in this particular region we're in where you get like deep fried meat on a stick and you dip it into the soy sauce but the soy sauce is it's a communal sauce it's a communal sauce so it stays on the table so you're not allowed to double dip yeah no double dip what Hero said he said make sure you don't double dip that was one of the first things he said that was actually one of the first things that might be what you were talking about yeah he just looked us dead in the eye and he said oh one thing you need to know no double dip (laughs) yeah and it was it was that and accusing us of looking like we smoke weed yeah, and we said we didn't smoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> only right. weed. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, he's a good guy. But yes, yeah, so we went to that restaurant. It was pretty cool, man. We sat at the counter. I regretted sitting at the counter watching the chefs. It was really cool to see them making sushi, but I don't want to see them ever chop a turtle's head off ever again. No. Or cut. Oh, it's the most gross thing. And they just like they put compl- me off my food. Yeah, they completely opened up this turtle in front of us, didn't they? And it was just. I mean, it's probably. I mean, most animals being opened up is not a pretty sight, but I think a turtle. Is, it's from be, what I've seen is yeah. definitely up there with the worst not so, something I ever want to see again yeah I mean to be fair I think I would if, if the guy had just come and put the meat in front of us and said that's turtle I probably would have tried it but having seen the process of them literally slicing and dicing yeah. it I, that put me off but yeah that was it was a good first day in Osaka it was it was that was a good first day we did loads of local stuff loads of like trying stuff that the locals do um, and then we decided to have a kind of chilled evening where we were, the plan was to chill at the hostel, play some vinyl records from the vinyl collection, yep. plan out our next sort of few steps, and do a do a recording. That was the plan, and yep. play some cards. That was and have a couple of drinks. But it 
didn't quite kind of go. spiraled out of control. <laughs> it did. Every time we try and be civil, yeah. like civilized, yeah. it all just goes out of control. It does. I think as well. I think it's because maybe the hostile environment itself was quite a. Uh, um, yeah, it was quite. It's a lot of inclusion. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of inclusion. Nice common area. Yeah, no, everyone there was really friendly, really up for it. And as I said, Osaka's kind of like the party and drinking city in Japan from what we've heard. So I think everyone was always up for that kind of vibe. So we just sort of, what we've tended to do in every place we've been at is we've kind of gathered the troops, haven't we? We've been, because there's three of us and most people traveling solo or in pairs, we've, we've been quite inclusive in like bringing people over and even, even if we're playing cards, do you want to play cards with us? And just like meeting new people that way. And yeah, obviously drink is the no, normally the common denominator yeah. i think we've been really lucky i mean i don't know we just met a lot of people that have a similar vibe to us yeah i mean for each time that we said do you want to play cards or do you want to drink i don't think we've had one no actually yeah it's yeah it's very true um and we met uh was it Na- naomi and emily we, we met that night yeah. wasn't it and the funny story behind how we met them i'll let adam tell because he's the one who instigated it all that was so when we were in shubi Watson going to see the snow monkeys we saw um a really amazing little drawing that somebody had left at the reception of our our rio can where we were staying and they'd left their little instagram handle so we took a picture and sent it to them and it turned out to be this girl called naomi from australia um and they were going to be in osaka at the same time as us so we ended up meeting up with them just all because mm. she left a little drawing on a mm. reception and they were cool like, they were really cool really young but really really mature for their age yeah, they really switched on weren't they yeah nice girls yeah we're going to hopefully link up with them again in tokyo when yeah. we go back because they live there right they live there yeah, yeah so they yeah so again that's like you know th- th- i think the hostel environment for me like i think i said it in the previous part was that because i haven't done the hostel thing before it's like that interaction you get with people it's just like even tonight we've yeah. just been sitting around the table playing cards with three people we met tonight and yeah. we just had a really like good chat and we're probably gonna meet up with them tomorrow and go and do the stuff that we're gonna do tomorrow so finally managed to actually have a civilized night yeah, playing yeah. cards and yeah. drinking tea yeah literally <laughs> um, and now recording a podcast um so yeah that was a, a night that went was supposed to be quite chilled ended up being quite a heavy one in the hostel yeah, was, yeah it went a bit wrong yeah it went a bit wrong basically one of the girls that was with us caroline ended up being quite sick and we then had to take care of her and well, not uh, like us. I mean, we as a group, um, like the girls who were there. And yeah, kind of. She seemed so sweet when she we did. met her. She did. I think she just went a bit open. I think, was it her first day in... I can't remember if it was her first She'd day. She'd literally just flown in. Yeah, so I think she was a bit ha- overly happy and maybe overtired and had a bit to drink. Um, but yeah, so we the, the night ended quite abruptly and then we kind of had a bit of a sl- slow start. Yeah, good, good fun going down the slide though. Yeah, well, you, we did have a good fun. <laughs> of course, once we'd had a few drinks, we went down the slide. Um, and then we yeah that once the night comes to kind of abrupt then we went to bed and we yeah. had a bit of a slow start the next yeah, day slow start. but we didn't really do much because we went to so just outside of Osaka there's a place called Nara and it's famous for it's got a deer park and a two really beautiful temples which we went to see and it's quite cool because you get to kind of feed yeah, the deers buy little crackers to feed to the deer and then you hold hold them up in the air when they come over to you and they, they bow three times yeah. and then they then you give them the cracker yeah, and then and then they all kind of bombard you. So you have to like you have to be a bit tactical with your crackers. You can't give them a whole one. You have to break them up to like because you, once you feed one deer, like two or three come straight over. So then you've got to keep doing this. Like hold the hold the cracker up, let them bow yeah. their head three times, feed them, and then try and move on before you get bombarded by all uh, the yeah, deer. Another deer will just see you in the corner of their eye, and then they're they're on you. One of us followed. One of them followed us. Yeah, one of them good, followed us. When I bought the crackers, he followed us for a good like. T- t- at a distance but he followed us for a good 15 minutes and then, he, 
And then uh, I noticed he got distracted because there was another stand selling crackers and he walked <laughs> over to that and was trying to like eat the crackers. I have no idea how they learn how to bow. No, I'd love to know who taught them. I'd love to know. Someone must have gone around the park teaching them all <laughs> because there was loads as well. Like how? Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. yeah. So that was cool. I mean, that was a good experience. And then we kind of like checked out the temple and it was like the temple of like the biggest gate in Japan, wasn't it? And it was just super cool and old. Um, but yeah, we, I mean, we were literally there for two hours, max. Yeah. And, and then headed back, jumped on the train back to Osaka. That wasn't before we found that we all had the same idea of planting crackers yeah, on yeah. the back of us, hoping that we'd get bitten and <laughs> yeah. bun. We were trying to, yeah. <laughs> we planted a few crackers in Adam's yeah, bag. On, on Did you put them in my bag? I yeah. don't even know. Yeah. In your bottle, I, where your bottle oh, in your yeah. bag is. Yeah, yeah. They're probably still there. <laughs> Yeah, I tried to slip a few into Tamir's back pockets, but his bum's too big. <laughs> Wouldn't fit in. So his pockets are too tight. So we ended up putting them on the back of his bag. Um, is, that, yeah. is this the day we went to Shitose for the first time? Yes, it is. So we went back to Saka. It's another amazing recommendation and from Hero. Hero, yes, who weirdly had never been. No, but he recommended Before, it. Yeah, <laughs> from the way he sold it to us, it so was like it was his favourite yeah, restaurant so, ever. So there's a famous dish um, out of Osaka called Okonomiyaki, which is like a Japanese pancake where they basically put a mixture of ingredients in. Yeah, it's like batter, cabbage. <laughs> and lots of cabbage. Yeah, and then you choose. Choose your meat. It can be squid. It could be pork. Then yeah. there's like cheese. Shrimp. Then there's egg. Then there's, and it's like a whole, and it's quite a big thing and you eat it on a hot plate in front of you because it needs to stay warm because it's so big. Um, but we got recommended this particular restaurant from Hiro and it was called Shitose Okonomiyaki and it was literally five minutes from the hostel. Yeah, just around the corner. But like hands down, and I'm, I'm going to say this now, the best food I've had in Japan. Yeah, Hands easy. down. Easy. Like, without a doubt. And it was like... As a package. As a full package, <laughs> as a package because we love a package, but as a full package experience, you basically you have to get there early or... Well, just before yeah, they open otherwise you're going to be queuing or, for hours yeah because the queue is so big so we got there actually we, we tried to go the first day didn't we but they weren't open closed, yeah. they were close we went back the next day and they opened at midday for lunch so yeah, we got there what, mid, quarter, midday to four and then five till eight or something, eight or something like that so we got not. there at ten, we, 10 to 12 the first time was we it? Went, yeah, we, no we went oh, at five oh, o'clock we went five, the first yeah. time so oh. we got there just before we got there before they'd opened so it was like 10 to 5 we were the first ones in the queue got to sit at the counter they opened up and there's literally you go in there's four seats at the counter and then two tables of four so it's a really small place and the guy who runs it is um, Hideki Hideki that was it lovely older yeah, one of the one of the friendliest people we've met on this trip like amazing guy absolute legend like he made a point to like ask us our names ask us where we're from um, he found out that we were going to the sumo wrestling the following day so he started explaining all the sumo yeah. rituals and the traditions yeah he was yeah. He went out of his way. He spoke like broken English, but yeah. he made a real effort. To, yeah, and he's a he's literally cooking all the food for everyone. Yeah, but he spent all like loads of time talking to us as well. Yeah, and he kind of cooks it on this massive hot plate, and he does like he. Co I mean, he cooked our three all at the same time. Then he had another two on the go for the people who would come in behind us. And yeah, so you sit at the counter, and once it's cooked, he kind of places it towards the edge of the hot plate. Mm -hmm. So you actually eat directly off of it and you get what looks like a shovel, basically. And he took the time to actually teach us how to how to eat it as well. So you actually eat off off of this thing. Yeah, you don't get a plate. It's quite awkward. Well, no, you do get, you get a little plate and you, you basically, you can, either, you can either cut it into like big chunks and transfer the bigger chunk onto your small plate and then chop that into smaller chunks and eat it with the shovel or you can cut little pieces from the main part and just shovel it straight in. 
what which is what I was doing. What did we do after we were finished with the food? Is this, is this when we went to Tower? So, so yeah, this is when we, no, so we, yeah, so we were walking back to the hostel because um, our friend Christian, who we'd met in Tokyo, was arriving in Osaka to meet us. And on the way, we, we noticed a knife shop and we've heard a lot about Japanese knives, like the best still work in the world best place to buy kitchen knives so we just went in for a look to be honest know a lot about them now we now know a lot about them we went in and the guy who runs it is a guy called Bjorn from Denmark yeah from Denmark Um, lived in Osaka for 26 years lived in Osaka for 26 years that's right and we just got chatting to him and and what we didn't realise is they were about to close and because we were paying such an interest in the knives being the Japanese way they were more than happy to entertain us before we realised actually that they'd started they're waiting to close they were waiting to close so we were like oh look don't worry, we'll come back tomorrow and, um, you know, have a proper look around. And Bjorn said to us, well, what are you guys doing now? We're going for a drink. Do you want to come with us? And he basically explained to us that they were going to a bar around the corner, which wasn't a bar at all. It was a shop, um, which we... It was like prom- an uh, off-license almost. Yeah, it was almost like an off-license. Sake off-license. Sake off-license, yeah, exactly. And they were doing sake tasting. So the guy who runs it is like a sake expert, apparently. And he was kind of pouring up sample... Sake, so you paid 600 yen, which is about, I can't do the maths. What's that, like four? It's not much, four quid. Five quid, like five, four quid. And you get three little cups and you can taste different, um, three different sakis from around Japan for that three quid, four quid. The, the lady in our hostel called him a sake master. Sake master, that was it. Um, it was and basically was, a lock-in, wasn't it? Was it was basically a stand-up sake lock-in. It was. And they whipped out all of these interesting snacks to go with it. And yeah. the dried squid. Yeah. Yeah, they did. And it Wasn't was, there yeah. some? There was like a cheesy squid fish stick. Cheese. Yeah, the fish yeah, cheese. Yeah. All, the, the nuts, all weird, but the nice. nuts with the thing. Um, oh, that's so the first time we had peanuts with those little rice cake things. Rice cake things. That was it. Um, so yeah, basically we ended up doing that. Um, Bjorn bought our, all our drinks for us, the four of us, so us three and Christian, um, which was very nice of him. And then, well, this was that, the we place. Were, we were, go on. No, this was the place that he said you can come but you can't take any pictures or drop a pin or talk about it or talk about which it because we haven't well, we're, we're not going to give away the location no, or the name location. but he was like look we don't want we don't want this place to yeah. be spoiled it's it like a locals kind of only kind yeah, of place it was proper local um so then afterwards we'd obviously we'd had three or four suckies each so we were a little bit merry by this point and all of our stories are ending up with us having drink we're not alcoholics by the way this is just the japanese culture is quite a lot of drink in general yeah um so we're just getting involved in the culture. But yeah, so Bjorn was then like, why don't we go for another drink around the corner? Like we can get some more food. Bjorn so we can th- drink. Yeah, he can drink. So we went to another place. We got some gyoza. Um, and then after that, he t- kind of took us on like a mini bar crawl and we ended up in a karaoke bar, um, which was just down the road from the hostel. Yeah, and apparently the most dangerous area in Osaka and one of the most dangerous areas in Japan. It that's felt very friendly to that, us, but we, right. we, prob- we just don't know. Yeah, so basically, yeah, that's that's right. So what he was saying was is the area that we were staying in used to be like a um, a factory district where they, the, the factory workers wouldn't have a particular job. What they would do is they would get up every morning and they would go to the factories and they would be offered work. That's so insane, they could be doing Yeah, they could be doing one job one day and a completely different job the next day and they'd get paid at different rates yeah. according to the job. And there was big, big riots in yeah. the 80s or something. Was yeah, which is why I think the area has become known as being quite a dangerous area and why people have stayed away from it. But what I noticed in the area in general was there was a lot of like tower blocks like mm. apartment blocks, yeah. which we didn't really see in, in Tokyo. Yeah. But Osaka as a whole was a lot grittier and yeah. edgier than Tokyo, yeah. which we kind of like, it kind of felt a bit more familiar. Yeah, it did. It felt a lot more like London, particularly like the tower blocks. And yeah. it just felt a lot more home. It, it, I think it's for me, of the places we've been to so far, it probably feels like the place I could live in the most. Yeah. 
There's not, I mean, there, there wasn't tons to do in terms of touristy stuff in Osaka. Great food and great alcohol. Exactly. What more do you need? Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to say. I mean, you could probably do the attractions in a day. Yeah. But then you could probably spend a week there just eating. being with the people, eating, drinking. Yeah, sure. People watching. Yeah. So we yeah. forgot to mention, by the way, this was the day that Christian also met met up with us again. No, I said that. Did you say you're that? You've been listening. Oh, shit. Yeah, mate, you need to clean your ears out. <laughs> said it briefly. But yeah, Christian joined us in the sake bar. Yeah, yeah he, we've mentioned him about four times. <laughs> I think the reason why I was thinking about Christian is that he got himself into a bit of a pickle, didn't he? Did he? With oh, yeah. So, yes, yeah, so we ended up in this karaoke bar and there was a guy in there, how can I put this, who used to be a very bad man. May have had a dark past. May have had a dark past. And this was pointed out to us by, I'm not going to name names, by someone who... Um, who pointed out that he was wearing something in particular which indicated his dark past. Was it his pink sunglasses that he was wearing indoors? It was not. It was It was another item of clothing he was wearing. So it's a kind of thing like some people, in some cultures you'd get a certain tattoo to to say that you were, you used to be a kind of, of particular status. A, a bit of status. Or you'd, you know, you'd wear a certain type of jewellery. This guy was wearing a certain type of item of clothing. So um, but he took quite a shine to... to to Christian for some reason and in this this karaoke bar I kept filling up his glass with the yeah. bottle of whiskey that he'd bought to the point every time Christian had a sip he topped up his glass yeah it was quite funny and to to be fair to him I mean, when we walked in he had his head on the counter yeah asleep. sleeping just completely yeah. and utterly trashed and then as soon as we got in there he just shot up and he wanted to sing yeah but every time that he sang, and we and we sang too loud over him, he would stop yeah. and just stare at us until we gave him the mic back. Yeah, and it was funny because we kept singing like English songs. We were going for like classics, like you know, Wonderwall. Because we wanted to, to be inclusive with um, the Japanese. Because it, it again, it very much felt like a locals-only kind of place. Um, and then Bjorn said to us that we needed to stop singing English songs because the Japanese wouldn't like it. So every time we passed the mic back to this this other older guy, he would then put an English song on <laughs> to try and make us feel included. But he didn't he didn't like it when I tried to sing along with him though, did Not he? Not at all. It was so funny. <laughs> that was a little bit scary. Um so yeah that was that was an interesting night and then yeah we kind of went to bed a bit merry. Um and the next day we had another slow morning but our last minute trip that we had booked was we'd booked um we'd bought some tickets to go and watch Kobe Vissel Kobe, the football team in Versus Kobe, which is just outside of Osaka. Playing. And they were playing, playing against Osaka. Osaka. Um, and Kobe are known because they've kind of got a f- three really big names. Yeah, some ex-European players. Yeah, so Iniesta, Iniesta, David Villa, and Podolski. Podolski, and now Sergi Sampa. And Sampa, yeah. So we basically decided we wanted to go and watch them play because it's quite a unique thing. Um, so we jumped on the train. We headed to Kobe after our slow start. We got there for about... We were aiming to get there for about 5.30 because the game started at 7. Yeah, this is when there was all the train delays, wasn't it? And, and we got was, yeah. squashed like sardines. There was train delays, so there was chaos on the trains. Everyone was trying to ram on. To the, and it was literally like, I've been in the tube on like London rush hour. This felt 10 times worse. Bear in mind, we were all a little bit queasy from the night before. Yeah, exactly. Um, and poor Christian, didn't he didn't get on too well to, on the train yeah he had to jump off at one <laughs> point I thought I, was gonna get, I thought I was going to get covered in sick there was nowhere to get away it was so tight yeah um, and then he managed to catch us up at the other end but we managed to we got to Kobe delayed but we managed to get there I think it was With enough about time to spare we were going to get there for, for kickoff 
no, we were going to get there for around half six originally, but because of the delays, we got there at quarter seven. And then as we kind of came out of the stadium, there was all this amazing, like, welcome to Vissel, Kobe. This is our home, the home of Vissel. And we're kind of walking up the street. And I kept saying to the boys, like, this feels really quiet for a game. And we're kind of making our way to the stadium. And it was like, the streets are really empty. So I was thinking, wow, everyone must have already been in the stadium. And we've, yeah, we've got to the stadium. Literally and it was a like, ghost town. It was a ghost town. And we sort of stood there scratching our heads. Lovely new stadium. Like, no one about. No one there. So we're like, no, nah, sure. So we're checking. Yeah, we've got the right day, the right team. Um, and then we, we bumped into these two Japanese guys. And they're like, yeah, the game's here tonight. Follow us. Follow us. We followed them, <laughs> gone to the front of the stadium. It was closed. We walked in the stadium. Walked the, in, well, we that's walked when into we saw, the shop. That's when we saw the lamps were on the grass. They yeah, were <laughs> they were still, yeah, treating the grass. So I, I managed to get onto Google and I'd searched the fixture and noticed yeah, we were, that it was in a different stadium. Yeah, we were a bit worried at this point that we <laughs> travelled from Osaka to watch Kobe versus Osaka and the game might be in Osaka. Yeah. But it turns out that Kobe have two stadiums that they, they play in both. As you do. So occasionally they play in this other stadium which is 30 minutes away. So in a big rush, we had to turn around. We had It was 10 minutes until kickoff and we had to get 30, 35 minutes across town to this other stadium. <laughs> And it was just like, it seemed like... Such big Mondai. Big Mondai problem. But it seemed like such a... It seemed like, I don't know, everything was, was going to It was the first, up until this point, everything on this trip has gone perfectly to plan yeah. without us having much of a plan. Yeah. We've arrived to get on trains and five seconds before the train leaves, we get on it. Everything's gone perfectly until this, this moment. Yeah. But we managed to get to the stadium. We missed probably we the it. first 15 minutes and it was not a disappointment, was it? Not it was like, oh man, again, full package experience. I mean, it, you know, it doesn't ma- there weren't hundreds of, hundreds of thousands of people there. No. But it might, it's it probably well 2,000? Probably 2,000 max, but they didn't stop singing. It was so good. And we basically, so the way we entered the stadium, we were kind of behind the, the singing section and it's kind of like a free-for-all. You can just go and sit where you want. There's no... Um, designated seats so we just kind of went in with where the people were singing where it looked like it was quite lively and it was really bouncing wasn't it it, it was, was bouncing like, but the most some of the most catchy tunes yeah I've ever heard it was like we are Kobe we are Ali Kobe Ali Kobe Ali Kobe that's a bit of one what was the one that we liked yeah I, we literally had these songs in our in our head for for the next three four days yeah it was I brilliant. was waking up smiling singing them it was beautiful so that was it yeah da, 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 I'm smiling da, 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 I'm smiling da, 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 just listening to that bringing back the memories so yeah that was I mean that for me was an incredible football experience because the fans were so passionate and it was like people of all ages. It was like there was guys, there was women. It was like it was almost like a, it felt like a real kind of like family kind of experience, yeah, it was, it was wasn't friendly. it? Friendly. It was loud, atmospheric, but it was friendly. Yeah, and, and we went to, like, we went to the front. Me and Adam at one point because there was like a leader. There was like the guys on the drums, and there was like three sort of crowd controllers who were like starting off all the songs, yeah, orchestrating it all with megaphones. And we turned around, and the whole front, like where most of the people at the front were, were all like what fifteen, sixteen year old kids. 17. Um, and then behind that you, there was like slightly older guys and then behind that there was more like families and it was just amazing and I don't know about you you've been to a lot more football matches than either of us yeah. but for me that ranks up there with one of the best oh, yeah. atmospheres I've ever experienced 100% I think just because they were non-stop it was very like 
party it felt like a party atmosphere rather than like an intimidating yeah. atmosphere yeah. and I think that makes a part of big I mean, big difference one one big way to put it is that the game was nil nil <laughs> yeah. yeah Iniesta Davivia Podolski none of them played no. but we didn't care that's so true right we, we still have been buzzing about this football match right, how can we be so excited about nil nil and nil, none nil. of the superstars played it wasn't just nil there was like two shots on goal oh it was the worst oh, worst football I've ever terrible. watched yeah. should we talk about the quality of the football for oh, a little let, bit let's not no, it, was, it was awful sideways it was, it was awful I mean the game itself was awful but the atmosphere completely made up for it and it yeah. was like genuinely I think one of the best footballing experiences I've had of not watching Arsenal basically because yeah. I had a lot of good ones with Arsenal. I mean, even at half time when you guys when when we went down to get a beer <laughs> yeah. and some food and there were th- what three young chaps, yeah, like seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, they they saw straight away that we were speaking English. They just turned straight round and kind of they're kind of like nervous and shy, but at mm. the same time really want to speak to you. Yeah, and um, they took a liking to your team, didn't they? They did. So they were asking Pains us where we're from. Say. And I was like, yeah, we're from London. They said, oh, which team do you support? So I was like, Arsenal. We were like, oh, Gunners, Gunners. <laughs> by the way, this is only because Arsene Wenger has yeah. has managed in Japan, yes. by the way. Yeah. There's no other reason why they'd care. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the football was a great experience. And then, yeah, we kind of headed home. We got some food on the way home. Um, and the next day, we kind of had a busy day again, didn't we? Because we had to get up. We had to take Christian to back to Shitose Okinomiyaki for his yeah. Okinomiyaki experience. So this is when we got there at 10 to 12 this is when to we make sure there. we were in yeah. there. And, and Tamir was running a little bit late, so it was just me, you and Christian. Yeah, and old Hideki, bless him, said to us when we walked in the door, he said, where's Tamir? Yeah, he looked at Christian for a little bit. He was like, <laughs> He's got more Christian's, Christian's got an afro, Tamir has not got an afro. And he was like, <laughs> Oh, where's where's Tam? Yeah, <laughs> it was funny. It was bless him. And then yeah, basically he then gave us a really good tip off for the sumo, yeah. which we were going to in the afternoon was to if you want to have a few drinks to buy them on your way yeah. and put them in your bag. Yeah, and so you're, you're not allowed, but they don't check. Yeah, but yeah basically. <laughs> but when I finally got there, I was welcomed by a, a guy sat in the corner with an owl on his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. What about him? <laughs> oh, yeah. Best behaved owl I've ever seen. There's a guy casually sitting with an owl on his yeah. shoulder. When have you ever been to a restaurant where there's an owl in there? I probably this never. This was not an owl cafe. Probably never. First time, it's I think. Only in Japan. That was amazing. Um, but yeah, apart from the wackiness of the owl and the amazing food, that, I think, yeah, Hideki was wicked yeah. again. Um, he gave us a little freebie as little, well. As we yeah, as, as, as we were leaving, he knew we were on our way to the sumo and he gave us each a little jar of plum wine yeah. to take with us which it was like so sweet of him that blew me away yeah and we we held on to that until after the sumo so yeah. we basically we went to the sumo and it's it, it's a thing that only happens six times a year yeah. and it happens across three weeks or two weeks or something yeah about three weeks I think so we'd booked the tickets before we'd even got to Japan it was one of the only things that we'd pre-booked literally the only thing we'd so the, the whole trip was like based around that we needed to be in Osaka on that Thursday for the sumo um and we just got we got quite involved, didn't we? We ended we up did. Moving, we had a lot of booze. Yeah, we had a lot. Well, we had yeah, a, few, a few beers between us, but we ended up chatting to two. So we basically because we didn't really know what was going on, we had to spice it up a little bit. So we played a little bet between us, where every time there was a face-off between two of the sumo wrestlers, we had to pick who we thought was going to win. Yeah, we kept, and we kept just, the tally. Yeah, we kept the tally, and we decided at the end of the day. Who, whoever lost or got the least amount right would have to buy the first round of drink. First four rounds. Four rounds, which didn't happen in the end. Yeah. Um, but what we ended up doing was we ended up chatting to the, the, the Japanese ladies that were sat either side of us as a four. And me, me and Tamir were chatting to one lady on, on our right 
and she was giving us some tips because she was a really big sumo fan. And the lady on our left was chatting to Adam and Christian and giving them tips. And we were kind of just like bouncing off each other like that. Um, that was cool. And we were getting quite involved, weren't we? Because there was my, like two my tips were definitely the best. Yeah, yours were definitely the best. So I think our lady got every one wrong. Yeah, and Adam's mum got every single one yeah. right, didn't she? Yeah, we sat in the wrong seats. We yeah. sat in the wrong seats. Um, they were lovely as well, by the way. They were lovely. The one on our right, at least she was feeding us. She was feeding us. Yeah, she had snacks for us. Yeah. That, was a f- that was amazing. So I'll take that. Um, and we ended up um, back in two of the, the popular fighters. So it was Endo and Guido. 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 We were getting involved in the chants. It was really good. Uh, do you know what, though? Literally, wait. They, like, the women were, like, ready to go wild for these. Like, yeah. Adam's lady who was giving him the tips, she whipped out a sign. She had a sign, yeah. She started dancing around with this sign with Guido's name on it. Yeah. And if, do you know what I found really interesting about the whole sumo experience is that the kind of the warm-up for the fight lasts longer than the fight itself. So they do the whole kind of interesting uh, historical... Um, like the tradition, traditional the rituals. rituals, that's the it. So stomping they, on the they, ground. The stomping of the feet, they throw the salt in the ring, they sip the the strength, strength water. water. Um, and they do that like twice before and they actually... Fa- and that takes My favourite bit is when they face off, they stand there, they face off, stare at each other, then they walk away and they like wipe themselves down as if yeah. they've been sweating. Like just, just staring at each other makes yeah. them sweat. Yeah. And they do they do that twice, I think, isn't it? And then the third time they actually have the fight, and the fight lasts like ten seconds because it's basically two big guys pushing each other out of a circle. Yeah, a bit of slapping, <laughs> some slapping. There were it, it was great though. It, it was, was a good, it really sounds good. so simple, but we, there's so many fights. Yeah, we saw about I reckon yeah. somewhere between sixteen and twenty. Yeah, I lost count. And we got there halfway through the day. Yeah, it was just well worth it. it was, yeah. I think it was again as a as, as an experience it was if you're in japan at this time like at a time where you can go see a sumo tournament do go it. and do it do it it was amazing and also just so you know i mean i know that we pre-booked but christian he queued up at half seven mm. that same morning so they put aside around what 200 250 tickets yeah 240 tickets so you know that's always kind of your yeah. plan b yeah so if you haven't got your tickets then you can always do that um, and then funnily enough, as we left the sumo, we then bumped into Ethan, who was staying in our hostel, but had left the day before to go to Kyoto, but came back to Osaka to watch the sumo. And we ended up chatting to him and going out for a bit of a drink with him and his friend Liv. Um, who you need to get to do an intro for your podcast. Yeah, I do. She, has, she had the best like radio podcast voice ever. That's a great idea. Um, I'm going to do that. Um, meeting up with them again in Tokyo. Yeah, we're going to see them in Tokyo, aren't we? Um, so, yeah, we ended up going on a bit of a crawl, a pub crawl or drink crawl with them. Um, we got some food. We got a curry. Oh, this is when we went and blew all our money on the whiskey, And then it? we ended up in a really... It wasn't, do you know what? It wasn't even that an expensive no, whiskey wasn't. bar. It was expensive for what we've been drinking, but, but like we compared walked, yeah. to Lon- like London, it was nothing. But we walked into this bar and they just had loads of whiskeys on the wall and... I, I, I like whiskey to drink and it was a hidden bar as it well was a hidden we, we were looking for somewhere else but we went in this building we went through like f- three different doors and then we stumbled into this bar yeah everything in Japan's hidden yeah it is and it was like there was just it just made, it was like a really old school looking bar yeah and it was all the whiskeys and I just thought Do you know what boys well, let's sample a couple of the whiskeys and the reason why is because I spotted um, it's your favourite my favourite uh, whiskey Blanton. called Blanton's which is actually an Irish whiskey I think or Scottish um, but then I started chatting to the barman and saying oh what nice Japanese whiskeys have you got and he started recommending some so we'd sampled a few um, and we managed to rack up a, a hefty I mean it still wasn't that we ended up paying was 20 a, quid there was each. a Cuban cigar thrown in there as well <laughs> they're cigar. pretty expensive yeah but we still only paid 20 quid each we yeah, had three top quality whiskeys yeah 
and a cigar and a beer to start so we did all right and then yeah the night kind of again it, it accelerated from there didn't it to me it's lucky he didn't end up having to pay his four rounds yeah he's lucky that would have been expensive it would have been expensive four rounds <laughs> yeah he had to get that in there didn't he yeah well uh, i was just gonna say so to me it basically lost the bet in that, that the sumo <laughs> is what we're saying it wasn't agreed up front is all i'm saying <laughs> it was agreed once i was way behind yeah that's my version of the story but um christian Christian who was with us then his two friends came and yeah, joined us from Tara and, and Jacob that was it yeah they came and joined us so Ethan and Posh Liv left us because they were where were they oh they had to go back they had to, an early start yeah they had something. to go back to Kyoto so they had to get the last train um, so then uh, Jacob and Tara met us and we kind of went on from there they had a couple of drinks of us in this whiskey bar and then we decided to go to a club um, which you guys had been to the night before, which I didn't come to because I decided to go to bed because I was being sensible. Boring, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we just, yeah, again, we had a few... I mean, those drinks in there were like... Did you watch the barman pour in those drinks? There yeah. was no rules. There were no rules. It, <laughs> it was, was like... It was definitely free pour zone. It was free no, no pour. pour. There was no two-second pour. It was free, free pour in. All of them were completely uneven in the amount of whiskey you'd put in the drinks. It was, yeah, it was crazy. But the club was really pretty good. Really, really good. good so it's called... It's called Pink, the Pink, the Pink, um, and it's basically a hip hop club. Yeah, and the the whiskey bar. Just, I think I remember. I don't remember the exact name, but there was a bar next door called Aries. Okay. So okay. if you're looking for a bar, <laughs> look, look, find Aries. Look for Aries Bar in Osaka, and yeah. it's in the basement of a building, <laughs> and there's a whiskey bar opposite. Yeah, and if you know anything about the buildings in Japan, I don't know if we spoke about this, but literally <laughs> one block will have six or seven floors, and it will have. Many three different, different things three different have. things on each floor yeah three different things it could be a hair salon then like a computer shop and then there'll be a bar and a restaurant and then a restaurant and then the and karaoke a karaoke and then the, it's yeah. literally a maze it's trying crazy. to find these places it's amazing it's good fun um so yeah we basically had a, a a bit of a a lads night out with christian which we hadn't really done as the four of us had we so we, and it was our last night with christian because he was off to somewhere else in japan and we were going in a different direction the next day so we kind of had a big uh, farewell do with him and we kind of had a very merry time and ended up in McDonald's ordering yes. 120 chicken nuggets <laughs> somehow. I don't know how that happened <laughs> and but four large fries I don't know how we that couldn't happened. walk afterwards it was yeah they had some kind of stupid deal on where you get a ridiculous amount of nuggets and chips and so on I think we looked at them and said okay we'll have four of those please pretty much yeah and then I, I made Christian like buy extra chicken nuggets because <laughs> they were needed because they were needed um, <laughs> so yeah so then what happened was the next day we were off to Kyoto. So we had, a, again, had a bit of a slow start. Um, and as we mentioned earlier, they let us check out quite late. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Alex. Um, and we ended up going to Kyoto, which I was particularly excited about because 11 years ago I came to Tokyo and I was only here for a week and everyone said, you need to go to Kyoto, you need to go to Kyoto. But I didn't have the time to do it. So I've always wanted to go back, just or come back to Japan just to go to Kyoto. So I was really excited about this. Um, but it was just a bit, First impressions were great. We, first impressions first, were amazing. First day when we got there, we walked along the river into Beautiful the town sunshine. Center. We saw an eagle. We saw an eagle and p- potentially a hawk. It was, could be a hawk. Yeah, it was it's some kind of bird of prey. Bird of prey. Yeah. It was impressive. It was swooping down and trying to get ducks. Yeah, it was, um, and it was quite cool. And then we, yeah, so we met up with our friend Talia, who we've met in Tokyo, who I think we mentioned in the earlier episode. We met her for dinner. We went to a really nice gyoza restaurant. Uh, and then we met up with Ethan and Liz again from the night before we met yeah. them they came to our hostel we had a drink but we had a bit of an early night that night because we were getting up at the crack of dawn because one of the main kind of um, tourist spots in Kyoto is the 
um, Fushimi Inara Shrine, which is you've yeah, probably seen the photos on Everybody Instagram. would have seen these It's pictures, the orange yeah. gates that people post on, then they do like sort of a pose where they're looking up and looking really like spiritual. Or looking at the floor. But what you don't know is that it's actually a it's a pretty strenuous hike three kilometer hike yeah. up a mountain and then back down again i think it's three kilometers in total isn't it yeah and it takes about an hour um we, wanted, so we got there early we got there to early. miss the crowds we wanted to miss the crowds we got there early but what we didn't know is that it was going to rain <laughs> <laughs> so um we, we were, were told, told it wasn't going to rain we no, didn't not to take our umbrellas we were told it was going to be a very light shower okay. and that we wouldn't need umbrellas yeah. But it actually turned out being like torrential rainfall. Torrential jungle rainfall. Um, so it made the whole walking experience a little bit unpleasant. Um, but we did it. We yeah. completed I mean, it. There it were parts it was, of it where it was like, it was quite eerie. It was foggy. Yeah, it was actually, like in the clouds. It was like a movie actually. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I actually really enjoyed that despite the rain. <laughs> Um, but then we got back down the bottom and the rain stopped literally yeah. the second we got off the bottom step yeah. <laughs> the rain stopped um, and we were freezing cold so we decided to kind so of we went to a cafe and had a nap we had a beer basically went in back into town had some breakfast because we hadn't eaten yet and it, by this yeah. point it was like 10 11 o'clock so we got up there at half seven um and then yeah we well you two had a nap in the yeah while me and Talia were sort of laughing and taking pictures of you both um and then we kind of, we split ways with Tilia. She went to, she wanted to go do her own stuff. Um, she went to a gallery or something. And we ended up going to see some more of the sites. We went to the Golden Temple, which was beautiful, but yeah. very busy. So busy. Very busy. And you get like sort of pushed in and out. Yeah, you kind of get like ushered around it quite yeah, quickly. You, you literally just do a little lap around it. People yeah. taking photos, selfies. You're in and out in maybe 15 minutes yeah. max. And then we went to the Bamboo Forest, which again, I think is probably a very underwhelming spot i think it's one of those spots that's been made popular by instagram that's how i yeah, felt about it through a lot of camera trickery as well camera trick it looks really cool but it's just very short it's like 100 maybe 150 meters in total yeah. and that's it there's nothing it's really not, to it. it's not a forest it's not a forest it's not it's actually not called a forest it's, it's not even the, the most impressive bamboo i've ever seen no it's actually called the bamboo grove yeah. if you come to kyoto skip that yeah i mean you, if you want to get the picture cool if you want to see it cool but don't expect it to be amazing and the best thing about it is it's close to the best coffee shop yes I've ever been to in my life yes arabica coffee which is like on the the waterfront just most beautiful looking coffee shop yeah most stunning coffee that was a great way to end the day yeah that was yeah that, we caught the sunset and it was just yeah, yeah got the there best. five minutes before it closed yeah so yeah. if, you're, if you're in Kyoto, there's actually two of them, isn't there? There's yeah. one on the river near the bamboo grove. That one's the best one. And there's another one a bit further in, which we found the next day. So the next day, we went to kind of walk around the old town of Kyoto a little bit. Um, what was that area called again? It's like Gion. Gion. And it's got, there's another name as well. And there well. was another one. Um, and we basically, we were walking and we were just sort of, we weren't really heading in any particular direction. Where we, we were, were planning just to go to the Philosopher's Path. That was it. We? But we, we sacked it off. Because couldn't, we couldn't find a bus stop. It was raining. It was raining we sacked again, off because yeah. it was raining so we decided to walk around the, the old town and basically we we stumbled across i mean it's obviously quite a popular tourist destination from the amount of people that were there but we didn't know it was there um another shrine and castle which are at the top of this hill which you kind of followed these really narrow paths in this sh like cobbled streets and it was like little shops either side and you kind of just keep following it and all of a sudden you end up at this point at the top of a hill with like this orange temple and and shrine and what's the pagoda it's the five-story five-story pagoda and the sun and, came out and the sun came out and it was amazing views of of over kyoto <laughs> um 
so that was pretty impressive yeah, i think that was my favorite part of kyoto that was that was beautiful so this is kind of a little bit outside of the center yeah where, i mean if we go back to why we, we were saying why we weren't too fond of it is that there were just a lot of tourists yeah it's very touristy very touristy and it just kind of took the shine away mm. for us but if you want to see lots of wannabe geishas, this is the place to go as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are tons there was of them. loads of people in their com- yeah. girls in their kimonos with the geisha makeup and hairdos, and it was pretty cool though, even just to see that walk, like hobbling around in their sandals in the rain. Um, <laughs> it was with an umbrella. With an yeah. umbrella, um, it was quite a cool spot. And then yeah, the views just made it so worth it. And yeah, we kind of took a more quiet route back down, didn't we? Yeah, and right. we were sort of heading towards. Finding who who recommended the restaurant well, this was, to us? This was St Patrick's Day. Oh, it was St Patrick's Day. So we Day, had a right. bit of time. We had a bit of time to kind of spare. So I think we, we located we hungry, the only Irish not bar. Quite, yeah, we weren't quite hungry enough. So we thought, how can we fill this time? Oh, that's yeah. fine. Somewhere, somewhere to have our Guinness pint. So we went. It was half pint actually that we had. Adam had a full pint. Yeah, Adam had a full one. So we went and had a little pints and half pints of Guinness just to celebrate St Patrick's Day. I mean, I don't even celebrate it back home, but I just felt like. It was something quite ironic about being in Japan and finding an Irish pub and drinking a Guinness to yeah. celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Um, this was just after you actually attempting pachinko as well. For yes, the first that's time. true. So, but yeah, pachinko. Oh man, so pachinko. I don't oh, know how. I to don't even know. I don't pachinko. know how. To, I played it. I still don't know how to explain. It. So it's basically it's like a slot machine crossed with a what's the one where you pull the lever called? Uh, slot machine. No, the other one then. A pinball machine crossed with a slot machine. Yeah. So you've basically got loads of tiny metal balls. And you turn this like um, uh, wheel, and the the balls fly at increasing and decreasing pace depending on how much you or how little you turn the wheel. And then they kind of work their way down the side of the the screen that you're looking at in a kind of pinball fashion. And the aim is to get as many of them into the hole at the bottom, yeah. so that you rack up enough points so that you can get to the slot machine part, so that you can press the big button, so that you get your spin, so that you can match up three. Um, you know things on the slot machine so that you win more balls which you can't then take and exchange for money you can only exchange for a gift or more tokens to use elsewhere yeah, it's really weird it's a way to get around the whole I think it's a Ga- legal, no gambling it? thing, no gambling yeah. but what I was going to say is that there's closest zero control oh no you're nothing. basically there's just no skill there. involved it's somewhere to go that if you don't have a headache and you fancy <laughs> getting a headache yeah. and coming out stinking like an ashtray you yeah. just go there yes yeah. Bizarre, but if you are in Japan, it for me it's one of those things that you have to just go and experience yeah. it. It's just the, you have the, to. The noise when you're when the doors open is incredible, yeah. And just the easiest ha- way to lose your money, though, yeah. It's the most confusing yeah. game I've ever seen but in even, my life. I mean, we couldn't even get the machine going, the girl had no. to come over three times, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was good. And yeah, so then we went for the drink and we then hunted down this uh, black, black sesame, sesame, ramen. sesame ramen spot. Which who recommended that to us? A couple of people, Naomi, Naomi, and also Liv and Ethan. Liv and Ethan, yes. Um, so they all recommended it. So we went and hunted it down. And yeah, it's basically one of those, a uh, bit like the ramen place we described in Tokyo, where it's like a bit of a vending machine to order. So you put your money in and then you press the buttons for what you want. And then you go and sit at the counter Such a good concept. and the food just comes straight to you. It's, yeah. it's a brilliant concept. Brilliant concept. Love ordering food through a vending so machine. So simple. Um, and the food was good, man. It was like, I quite enjoyed it. Like, it was different. Yeah, it was really different. Because a lot of the food that we've been eating has been quite samey. It's been a lot of ramen, sushi. So just to mix it up with the black ramen and... You know, the, yeah, the, the actual... Rich, the actual thicker. Yeah, the liquid itself was thicker and creamier. 
It was nice. I did we get fried that. chicken there as well? And we did get fried, fried chicken. Yeah, of we course. always get fried side of fried chicken. Yeah, side of fried <laughs> chicken Hurrah, with everything. Hurrah, chicken <laughs> with everything. And then yeah, so we basically ate there. We had our final drink, and then we headed back to the hostel because we were getting prepared for our next destination, which is Hiroshima, which is where we're kind of basing ourselves now. And we were sort of planning out the trip. We hadn't booked our hostels. So we were yeah. booking hostels. We were looking in, you know, how what we wanted to do while we were in Hiroshima and. There was a, uh, some Spanish girls on the table next to us who overheard us talking about it, and they'd been to Hiroshima, uh, not Hiroshima, they'd been to Miyajima, which is an island off of Hiroshima, the day before or two days before. Yeah. So they were basically before. recommending some stuff for us, and they've recommended that we go and check out this particular hiking route. Yeah, Daishouen. Daishouen, that was it. So, yeah, that's kind of on our, our, our list for the next couple of days is we're going to head to Hiroshima, um, we're going to try out this, we're going to go to Miyajima, the island, we're going to try this hike. We don't really know what to expect, but we're going to give it a go. Hopefully the weather's not raining. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> no more rain. <laughs> no more rain on hikes. Um, and that's kind of where we're at. So we're kind of heading into the last week now. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll be back to kind of update you on how we get on in Hiroshima. And then we haven't really planned out the rest from there, have we? No, we're going to have to start planning things. Uh, yeah. the we know we need to end up in Tokyo. Cherry blossom season's coming. We're going to have to start booking some things. It's getting, yeah. getting tricky. It is getting tricky. Um, but yeah, that's where we're at. Uh, it's been it's been that i think this week in particular has been wicked like for me osaka has been my favorite place so far yeah um kyoto again was a little bit of a disappointment but i still enjoyed parts of it um and i'm glad that i did get to go back finally um but yeah that's kind of where yeah. we're at until the next time until next time um make sure if you haven't listened to the other parts you go back and listen to them and if you want to you know be up to date with our movements as we're doing them we're all over the Insta stories at the minute, so make sure you check us out. Um, obviously, you can catch me at I am Alex Manzi. At Adam McPhoto. At Tamir underscore O. Do you want to spell that? Okay. I've been doing this all throughout my I travels. <laughs> I'm now Tam, by the way. Tam. Just call me by my real name. It's my holiday name. Um, so that's Tamer. So at Tamer underscore O. And there we go. Uh, thank you, guys. And we will be back to fill you in on our last week. We'll probably be sounding a lot sadder. Yeah, we'll try and and stay upbeat. But thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time. This podcast is produced by Unedited.